gratitude goes out to you today for listening to Eco Radio KC on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. This is a locally made exploration into positive solutions to some of today's ecological challenges for all of us working to create a healthier future for our communities and for the world you live in. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. My name is Darnell. Today on Eco Radio KC, host Richard Mavian will speak with Kent Rowe and Jennifer Connolly. Kent is an executive committee member of the Kansas chapter of Sierra Club State Energy Chair. He is a co-founder of the Society of Alternative Resources, which was instrumental in garnering an executive proclamation establishing the city of Wichita's sustainability integration board. Kent is a frequent writer for the Kansas City chapter of the Sierra Club Waypoints publication and lectures to groups in topics on sustainability, renewable energy, and microgrid electrification. The growth of solar in the United States provides a tremendous opportunity to address some of the greatest challenges faced by lower income communities, the high cost of housing, unemployment, and pollution. At this time, we cannot fail to calculate the need for all citizens to have shelter, which protects from ravages of record-breaking temperatures. Solar can provide long-term financial relief to families struggling with high and unpredictable energy costs. Solar can provide living wage jobs in an industry where the workforce has increased 168% over the past seven years. And solar can provide a source of clean local energy cited in communities that have been disproportionately impacted by traditional power generation. This discussion will educate listeners about how easy this is to do and encourage us all to get started. We at Eco Radio KC are glad to encourage awareness and protection of our world. Our goal is to ensure our listeners are aware of how we can create a sustainable present for a sustainable future. This will be a great radio hour. Now our show. All right. Good evening, everyone. This is Richard Mabian, and thank you for coming on the show. Uh, we're here at KKFI and uh, Eco Radio. Uh, boy, I hope y'all are doing okay out there, boy. It's been hot, 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 and also the storms. I mean, this poor Wyandotte County has been beaten up so much here lately. I mean, two major storms, knock us out of electricity. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a sad, it's a sad shame. My brother had a tree fall in his yard the last time they had a storm and it uh, knocked out his electrical line from the pole and so he had to get a generator to, to put in his house to try to keep it on but he had to get rid of the tree before the utility would come out and do what it had to do and he's you know you got problems all over and he finally got all that done and finally got back in his house then he got hit again last night and this time it fell into his neighbor's yard and destroyed missed his truck but the star destroyed his his other car the tree just completely smashed it you know i saw my brother today you what can you do you know it's one of them times when needing to understand why you need insurance is an important factor there's nothing you can do because he has to pay for his neighbor's car because that was his tree that fell into his neighbor's yard, man. I mean, and then another tree fell around his house that that they couldn't get up the street out front. I mean, this has been a a very, very serious thing. So all I'm saying, everybody out there listening, I hope you got through this okay. And if you got those kind of things happening around you, be safe. And I know I look forward to uh, you getting your stuff back on and trying to get back to some normalcy, okay? All right, we got a good show for you tonight, okay? I got a couple of people here who who I truly love. Um, uh, they are Sierra Club members, and 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 I, but I think I see them more out in the out in the field. It's not uncommon for me to be at in Topeka and the state capitol and look up and one of them's touching me over my shoulder. And so we're out there on our own representing you. 
anyone listening to this that lives in the state of Kansas, the three of us are up there representing you. Uh, you know, me being a person of color, I'm down in the dirt, down in the weeds, trying to get their their concerns heard and, and represented. And this couple is doing everybody. That's what makes them so special. So I'm going to have them in this first part to introduce themselves. And, and, and tell you a little bit about what they do and uh, then we'll go to the take out first break and come back in and get into how they're able to do what they are accomplishing so take it away gang however you want to do it thank you richard uh i will say uh that's greetings in uh, native uh, tongue and, and, and lakota sioux and chickasaw uh, we're very, very sorry to hear about the weather, yes. but this is nothing unpredictable. We knew this would come. We knew things are going to be more intense and more often, and we have countermeasures, physical things to do yes. for uh, people that are in these areas. And of course, the last person that will probably receive the help are the inner city uh, folks and residents and citizens. Right. Uh, uh, Make sure you say your name now. Make sure you say okay. your name. Kent Rowe. Kent Rowe and, uh, and uh, Jennifer Connolly. Okay. We're here. And we are, we're actually street clowns uh, on uh, <laughs> uh, the Fridays for Future. We stand on uh, roundabouts and corners with a group of uh, good people here, professors and uh, physicians, healthcare folks, and try to say, you know, this is what's going on and, and how you can do these things. So do you do that in Wichita? In Wichita and anywhere else, too. That okay. We can find. I want to make sure that we let them know you are from Wichita. Yes. <laughs> See, Jennifer, we should have had you jump on that first and lay y'all out. I know, <laughs> we should have. I said, kid, you go right ahead. Uh, uh, he's right about us being uh, uh, that way. We've met in environmental groups. That's how I met Kent. Uh, I'm just the kind of person that likes to work with kids and teach them about environmental issues and their parents. And we've done uh, quite a few things. Uh, we, we put on a program recently uh, with Sierra Club, but uh, it was with a, a YMCA program. Uh, it was a early learning program and we came down and put on performance for them we had uh, all kinds of games for the kids to play we did butterflies and taught kids about pollinators they put little stickers on them uh, we passed out uh, water filters to the parents uh, wow. for all kinds of yeah we just did all kinds of fun games and, and environmental where'd you get the where'd you get the water filters well, we had a, a, somebody donate them, okay. and we explained about bottled water. I have I have a, like a string of bottles that shows how many bottles that people use per capita, per capita which was 178 per capita, just water bottles themselves. And the string goes on forever, and we do yeah. things like bring your bag to the grocery store, cut your plastic more and more, refuse, reduce, yes. recycle. So we and and so that we have the kids do a wave where they learn about uh, plastic pollution. Uh, but we we want to go further than that. We want to teach kids about how they can make a change themselves and their parents can make a change. And uh, so that's why we give out the water filters. We want people. I know people are real, really concerned about the quality of water in their yes. neighborhood. Right, and we want to show them that they they can uh, put a water filter on their sink, and the water will be uh, just as clean, if not cleaner, than if they use bottled water. We want to tell them that what bottled water actually does that bottled water is made from petroleum-based products, right. and then it sets in the sun and these bottles and leaches into the water that just comes from municipalities most most likely. And uh, so we just, 
we just do fun things like that to teach kids about different things. Uh, well, you know, uh, uh, you're saying this, and I want to interject this, and I think it goes hand in hand with where we are now. Uh, when I when I graduated from uh, college in 71, uh, it was during a time that they were trying to create community organ- organizations in your inner cities. And it was a time when uh, black leaders were, were, were just just fit to be tied and said that they had been dying and, and and going to jail to open up doors for their future generations and the people who were taking advantage of those doors and and succeeding when they came through those doors on the other end the farthest thing from their mind was to come back in the inner city to help them you know and and, and so i heard that beat of that drummer it would, you know, you're talking 71, so you're talking King died in 68 and all that stuff that was going on, the, you know, all of that stuff that was happening. And, and they were just begging for that to happen. So I committed myself to uh, giving five years of my life back, give it back. And when I went in, the, and I, but I didn't want to come to my hometown because when I got out of it, I didn't want to be running into people I had been dealing with. So I went to St. Louis and got right out in the midst of it. But this is the reason I'm saying all that. The first job I got in a community organizing agency, Grace Hill Settlement House, which is the largest settlement house west of the Mississippi, was a citizen participation specialist. And we were the voice and the ears and the voice for the community organizing agency and the residents. When you like we are now, just like what you were seeing, that's what made me bring this up is because I'm starting to take that position and put it in my conversations with organizations and government officials and stuff. That's what we need to have. We The, the residents need to know what we're doing. And, you know, and that's not what's going on. But they also need to see us as their key person. That's my go-to person. You know, the argument. So that way, if I got any questions, what is it we can do? You're not talking with people that are doing what they're doing because they're getting paid by some grant to do it. And see, people have a tendency to reject that and feel you don't really care about us. You're just here because that's what you've been paid to do. I know for a fact you two don't do that. And what you were just saying then, you're out there dealing with kids, you're dealing with different groups. I mean, but we should be getting paid for it. But at the same time, it's showing what needs to occur in teaching the future generation. That's why I wanted to kick that in. That's okay, what I love with the kids. I really yes. do. Building public yeah. trust is a yes. cinch. And uh, we've been doing it for, I guess, three years now. Uh, we've had uh, concerts and little bands play. Oh, that's and- that's off that's off the hook, man. That is so cool. You know, I've done a lot in Wichita. You know, I've been there a lot and have performed out there in your parks, that place where you got that water treatment facility down there. I've been down there there. I was there for some kind of function they had going on, had a table. It was explaining how I'm doing the stuff I'm doing. So I agree with you that there's a lot of opportunities for that. Okay, yeah, we got something like watch our time. Y'all help me watch the time. We got like looking at two minutes before we have our first break. Yeah, look at that. Right on. Thank you. Go ahead. Also, uh, I displayed the training module that I'll be explaining okay. further. Uh, okay. On the training uh, solar panels, how to connect them. Okay. Uh, explain explain what it is we're going to be doing when we come back. What is it you're going to you're going to be telling people about? Well, it's exactly the training. We call them simulators, but they're not. They actually are functioning, and you have a storm in your community your power yeah. is cut off these keep running and okay. they will supply your uh against uh, involuntary shutoffs storms and whatever circumstances uh, but they're also a training manual uh, module and we've okay. cleared this with the metropolitan area building and construction of wichita it's off grid they have no jurisdiction there's no permit required and if you run a, a, a cord into your home it has to use a a proper entrance, but that's pretty done quite easily. So we'll learn about that in. in uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why y'all here. When he told me about that on Wealth Day, 
Oh man, I I, I, <laughs> I was busting at the lips to get this thing heard. I want people to hear what you are doing and what they could do. And I won't even mention the cost till we come back. But when they figure out here what they can get this done for, it's yeah. gonna have everybody else feeling the same way I am about why they we heard about this, you know. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All right, we well, this is Rich Mabian at uh, KKFI, and we're getting ready to take break, and we'll be back 90.1 FM. This is the Jazz Doc, bringing you jazz in the afternoons every Thursday from 1 to 3 p.m. I will play jazz from the 1940s to the present with a focus on the well-known and lesser-known artists and their compositions and try to provide an interesting history of the musicians and their songs. Hopefully Thursday afternoons will be entertaining for jazz lovers and those who want to explore and learn more about the genre. This is the Jazz Doc every Thursday from 1 to 3 p.m. KKFI is listening, and your feedback helps to inform our decisions on current and future programming. It's important for your voice to be heard, so let us know what you think about our programming by going online and filling out the KKFI listener survey at kkfi.org survey. KKFI Crossroads Music Fest is back. Tickets are on sale right now at cmfkc.com. Presented by Community Lending of America, Crossroads Music Fest is a benefit for KKFI. 25-plus bands on six stages, all in the historic West Bottoms. We're setting up a stage in the street this year, and Strawberry Swing is going to join us with some vendors. It's going to be a lot of great fun, so please check out cmfkc.com and learn all about the festival. Get your tickets today. cmfkc.com. Thanks so much for supporting KKFI. I'm Dr. Anthony Lizowitz, and this is Climate Connections. Each year, diesel-burning trucks carry billions of tons of cargo across the country, spewing pollution that warms the climate and harms people's health. Low-income black and brown communities bear the brunt of freight pollution because they're often located near highways, ports, and shipping hubs. Serenity Williams is with Citizens for a Sustainable Future, a nonprofit based in Tallahassee, Florida. In Tallahassee, we do have a lot of heavy-duty trucks going through our city and especially through our minority communities and frontline communities on the south side of our town. Her group is part of the Moving Forward Network, It's a nationwide coalition calling for a zero-emission freight transportation system that would include a transition to electric trucks powered by clean energy. The EPA has proposed new rules for regulating truck emissions, but they're not as strong as the coalition wants. For people who have to live in the area where a lot of these vehicles are concentrated, they just want to, you know, live a happy and healthy life. And to do that, We need these stronger rules so the freight industry can be held to account for what they're producing. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. To hear more stories like this, visit climateconnections.org. All right, this is Richard Mabian, and I'm back. Uh, We have this show going with two really outstanding individuals, uh, Jennifer and Kent and both they 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 they're everything. They they're from the Wichita area. They 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 see they in the Sierra Club and they just involved in the environmental world. Similar to how y'all hear me talk about the things I'm doing. And uh, this part of the show, I want to have them explain to you this unbelievable process that I guess was discovered of what you can do to lower your costs for having solar in your home. So y'all take it away. Do it however you want to. I'll shoot questions in when I see an opening. Well, what we've designed and others have done too, and it's going on in the rest of the country, uh, is an uninterruptible power supply for your home. And that means that no matter what happens, if you have a storm, uh, if you have a, a, a cutoff, 
due to non-payment, if you have whatever circumstances you find yourself in, this keeps generating power. So you don't lose lights. You don't necessarily have to lose your refrigeration, uh, uh, but you can keep uh, continuously generating your own power. It's behind the meter, and it doesn't have anything to do with the power utility. It is beyond the meter. And I have some several articles here uh, attesting to that. But it goes beyond just that, because when you generate power at a certain time of day, what Evergy is calling time of use for Missouri side, uh, then you can make contracts with businesses that want to offset that time of use guilt, shame, expense, and they give you uh, a check in the mail because it goes beyond just learning how to uh, connect solar. And you really out there on me now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 he might, might have lost you. No, yeah. he did lose me. I'm going to jot down my questions because I don't want you to get bogged down answering stuff as we going along. Uh, that one, I, all I'm going to put on this one for my first thing is get a check. <laughs> That's what I heard. Okay. We'll, we'll come yeah. back. We'll come back. I don't want to stop. Now, go ahead. Keep going. It's time of use. Is that the word you use? Yeah, we went through that with the uh, Kansas Corporation Commission uh, uh, on Thursday night here in Wichita, and there have been two other meetings. And so we discussed that. My question to the spokesman for Evergy is, why are you making, or at least seeming to make, power purchase agreements not legal when the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission says, yes, you can make power purchase agreements. FERC 2222 ruling allows that. He talked around it. He said, well, maybe up in Nebraska, there's some places up there that are unregulated. I didn't, I didn't really accept that answer, but I was kind and nice. Uh, power purchase agreements is that you generate power that in the time that it's required on the grid, or you don't even uh, consume any power at that time. You show that on your dashboard that you can print out, give that to that business entity and say, I'm off grid at this time. What does that mean for you? It means that they are lowering the percentage of grid supply at that moment. They should pay less. And here's how it works. Each building in the project will remain a customer of the utility and can remove its load from the grid during peak hours, time of use, or when the grid fails, and get paid through demand response programs. This is, this, yeah, this is uh, off the hook here, brother. Uh, so this is a, I heard you say, uh, 2022 is when they made this a law? Well, it's called, it's ruling FERC. Uh, FERC, Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, 2222. And I told this to the CEO of Evergy, because we're going to we're going to keep doing this. And I, uh, under the project, the loads of these buildings and residences can be aggregated into a virtual power plant and taken off grid at the same time, which aids in the grid during periods of stress and creates resilience for the community. This is the modernization. This is electrification. You know, I feel like I, I feel like we're talking about something that's making me think we're not supposed to be talking about it. You know how you feel nervous when you I'm sitting up here going, are we supposed to be in some kind of dark corner somewhere talking about this? No, quite not. Uh, uh, Colorado State University is already doing this uh, wow. up at Fort Collins, and and you look on the map. As to where these all are, yeah, they're everywhere. We only have one place that's doing this in Kansas, and that's Fort Riley. Okay, where would you look to see this? Where would you uh, look on them? Uh, microgrid knowledge. Okay, yeah, uh, that's the uh, forum for these uh, power plants, virtual power plants. 
So if I go to microgrid knowledge and it's going it's going to show me where I can. Yeah, map of micro, yes, map of microgrids across the United States. Oh, unreal. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I'll make sure I'll be pushing that every time I'm on the air to tell people to go in and look at it. Now, okay, I, I the, the, the company, what companies can pay? How do they know to pay? What we've seen that's happening is Walmart, yeah, Starbucks, Targets, they're named specifically on participating in these organizations because they want to support the community. They want their power to come from the community, not the utility necessarily that burns coal or dirty okay. fossil fuels. All right. Something. All right, let's walk through this. So what you are doing when there is an outage or there is a, a peak, whatever you call it, when there's peak usage, you're cutting off your use. You're getting off the grid, and that's what you're doing at your house. Right. Oh, okay. What I want to I want to backtrack. I think Ken's into two different subjects at the time. Okay. Top. All so right. It, he he's uh, uh, built a, a system that can go off grid, and it's perfectly legal. So you can go off grid during what the what they call peak demand times or time of use, and that's usually it depends on where you live. It, uh, it could be two to seven, it could be uh, four to eight, which is what they're going to do in Missouri is four to eight eight o'clock, because that's when a lot of electricity is being. Yes, yes. So uh, these are small units that just keep people uh, running and. Uh, going uh if if uh they need to but you can also use them all the time to keep shave your peak demand down if you okay. do have that kind of system they are going to that in missouri uh this fall you won't have a choice the, i think there's like four different types of ways you can do it so this is going to be a new thing uh that they're going to do it with effigy so this is something you could use. And then what he is talking about is really two different subjects. Okay. Uh, he wants to see, this is, this is Ken's dream. And I'm going to say his dream out there. That's his okay. Dream, That's all right. His dream is to train people in the area that he was talking about to have uh, a small uh, solar energy, you know, for the community, community solar in those communities where they can actually make money and 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 learn a skill uh, from that. So he's really talking about two different subjects, right, right, at the same time. So I want to clarify that for well, him. Well, uh, yeah, and, 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 both of them are fantastic. They're really yeah. fantastic things. Well, people who people who do what we do that's that when we speak, I have that problem a lot of times. People will be going, "Wow, what he's talking about is so overwhelming." I I just be sitting there ready to pull out my hair. I understand that. So so we have to make sure that we filter it out like we're doing right now, letting everyone know this is something new that is coming on board. And what we're doing is talking about various segments of it. So uh, the the job training, I love that. That's something that's going to be needed. Uh, I I um, talked to a utility president, I won't tell y'all which one, about creating a solar farm as an incentivized program for the low-income community. I don't, and that's going to be something that's probably going to require some legislative decision to be made because they have a tendency to think everything is discriminating. But I think people who are trying to better themselves in life, go to school, go to nursing school, or barber or whatever should have a way to be able to get their utilities cut and that solar farm could be an excellent way to do it or if this is even in addition to what you're talking about the other way you're talking about is is in the, that's the people that are in that are working got an income coming in so that would be eventually where they could end up becoming but i'm even talking about it in the stages of them trying to get the training that they need to be in a right. position to make things happen. So again, I'm just saying there are various phases of it that can go together. Now, when you were, when you talked to me, uh, Kent at the uh, 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 wealth, day. wealth day, you had pictures there of, of the type of equipment that you said available to, to bring solar to your house. Yes. Right. Tell yes. us about that. 
Because this part right. you're talking about now is new to me. Maybe simple. They need to know simple. Sorry. Yeah. I just outlined the, the, the entire spectrum, how it can evolve into a community solar farm rather than, than a solar farm out in some field someplace. But to explain to them what, what you've done. What we had, uh, and we demonstrated this on Juneteenth, is that we could show how a smaller solar unit can power can power batteries and right. then you can use those okay look we got a break coming up here while we take this break you kind of formulate how we how you want to be able to explain this okay and that's where we'll go when we come back on this is richard mabian at kkfi i hope that you all listening are enjoying what we're doing i think i saw Teresa's put up something that i think she might have got a call from somebody uh, let's see if we can get that to you when we come back to before we go off so we can try to answer that question Thank you for being this KKFI 90.1 FM. Let's explore, let's question, let's decolonize together on Ebony's Bones. Tune in every Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on 90.1 FM, KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. KKFI is hiring. We are now accepting applications for a bookkeeper office administrator position at KKFI's offices at 39th and Main in Midtown, Kansas City. This is a full-time 32 hours per week position that is responsible for supporting the administrative and financial needs of our growing organization. For more details, including required skills and how to apply, please go online to kkfi.org forward slash jobs. Here's a calendar for the week of July 31st, 2023. Powell Gardens Festival of Butterflies begins July 20th through August 6th. Nature enthusiasts of all ages are invited to celebrate the Midwest's most whimsical pollinator at Powell Gardens. Powell Gardens is open Tuesday through Sunday, 9 to 6, and Saturdays from 9 to 9. To learn more and get tickets, visit powellgardens.org. This summer, the Johnson County and Unified Government of Wyandotte County Health Departments are conducting a heat mapping campaign to locate hotspots. The county governments are currently seeking volunteers to sign up as community street scientists for a one-day campaign across the two counties to collect data as part of the 2023 National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration Urban Heat Mapping Campaign. Volunteers are needed in Johnson County and Wyandotte County to collect data. It is tentatively scheduled for Saturday, August 12th, but could change depending on the weather forecast. No experience is necessary to join the effort. Those interested in volunteering can sign up at redcap.jocogov.org. Just two months away for the 2023 Paddle Mo Capital to Capital trip, Jefferson City to St. Charles, Missouri. Trip dates September 23rd to the 27th. Launching from Jefferson City for the first time. Register now. Email mary at streamteamsunited.org or call mary at 573-586-0747. 2023 Climate Summit will be September 9th, 2023 at 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Rockhurst University, Kansas City, Missouri. For more information, contact Hillary at climateactionkc.com. Early bird registration and pricing is open through 731-23. Wednesday, August 2nd, 4 to 5 p.m., Grow Native Masterclass, Native Grasses and Sedges, hosted by Missouri Prairie Foundation. This master class to be held via Zoom will include a presentation and question and answer session. A recording will only be available to those who have registered. To learn more, visit moprairie.org. Thursday, August 3rd, 6.30, Making Friends with Fritillaries is a webinar. Conservation efforts are underway for fritillary butterflies, some of the largest, most colorful, and longest-lived butterflies in Missouri. Explore how you can help these important pollinators at this free webinar. The event is hosted by the Missouri Department of Conservation and is designed for ages 7 and up. To learn more and to register for this event, visit mdc.org. 
mo.gov. Saturday, August 5th, 9 to 2, Earthbeat Eco Market is a monthly pop-up vendor marketplace taking place in the West Bottoms on the first Saturday of every month. The market will be held in the West Bottoms at the Crane Building parking lot, 1105 Hickory Street, Kansas City, Missouri. It is hosted by Hera, a group creating intentional gatherings that reimagine the ways we connect to ourselves, the earth, and each other. To learn more, visit hera-community.com. Stay involved. Enjoy the summer. My name's Liz. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. Richard, we're back on. We had a caller, Tony from Kansas City, Kansas. He says his roof needs repair. And how heavy is this solar panel? And I told him I thought it could also be ground-mounted. All right, I'm back on again. This is Richard Mabian, and uh, I I looked at the chat, and it seems like someone had a question about whether roof-mounted or ground-mounted. It said, caller's roof needs repair so what i'm gonna do is before y'all i'm not gonna take the time here to discuss that i'm uh if you don't have any problem with him having your 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 uh, email address or whatever and then they can contact you directly and you can give them whatever uh, uh, information or who they need to talk to about their concern okay so caller i'm gonna i'm gonna have them make sure before they get off they'll give you a way to get in touch with them all right we're back on i uh uh this is now i'm coming back to you ken uh, uh to to uh, ken to uh to, to just give us kind of a walk through because what you let what you i saw in, in topeka was how you could take used solar panels or whatever and set it up in your house and and be able to do it and i'm telling you you gave me some cost like $2,500 or something like that, some ridiculous price in comparison to people out here paying $20,000 to get solar panels on their daggum house. So I, I, I saw that as being just the knowledge of it would be research worthy for people to look into. So I went in and, and, and looked on, uh, what is that, the, the, the thing you, you go in and buy stuff off of, eBay. And eBay has those daggum things for sale. I couldn't believe it. I mean, and they had this the, unbelievable, you know, and, and, and they had a cost where you can buy your own and all that other stuff you was talking about. I don't know if that's on there or not, but that's what I want you to explain to folks that you told me about. What I built are ground mounts, and we showed this in during the, the Juneteenth parade down here locally. Okay. And uh, but they, uh, the solar panels themselves, we purchased from Arizona. They're used uh, and they're fully operational. They're fully uh, uh, outputting uh, the power. Uh, okay. They're 270 watts a piece and they were $53 each delivered. Come on, $53 yes. each. About 40 of them. And <laughs> that, that's include delivery, mind you. <laughs> And, uh, uh, and they ha they also have used uh, bifacial panels that you can ground mount using locally sourced material, nothing special, no extruded aluminum, just things that are available in the industrial settings that you find everywhere. Uh, those are between uh, two and three hundred dollars if you can get a good deal on this on the angle a perforated angle iron. You line them up. They're 10 foot wide, 10 feet wide. Make sure your panels don't exceed that, the three panels each. Bolt them in and then connect them uh, in, uh, in uh, parallel. And they produce around 40 volts, which charges a 36-volt battery bank. You run an inverter off of that. And you've got about a kilowatt of power that you can use all the time, every day. That is unbelievable. That's what you showed me. I have been in another world ever since. This is the first time I had a chance to get you on the air. But I wanted people to know that exists, okay? And I, I mean, I'm not going to have your phone jumping off the hook because you, you people calling. I, 
I want them to hear what we're saying and give them something they can research. Yeah, you know? I, I'll have the designs available on Waypoints uh, in the Sierra Club. I've done this before, uh, called for an action on this. Uh, but now I think we might be getting a little bit of uh, uh, impetus and traction well, on it. Well, you know, the, 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 the pandemic problem is going to cause people, lots going on. You know, people, some off, some off businesses are eliminating their their office space and they're going with employees working from home and they're making cutbacks. And it's going to eventually we're going to see the middle class is going to be the area where the losses are going to start being found in jobs. When you start talking about uh, the the AI, the, 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 the artificial intelligence, People better wake up and realize it's coming. It's here. Uh, I got caught up in one yesterday. Didn't even know it till they told me that this is a new AI program. And uh, do you want any more information on this subject? And I just questioned. I said, yeah. And man, it broke it down in such a way that I couldn't even believe. And you start <laughs> realizing it's here, whether we like it or not. And what that's going to do is have an effect on the availability of jobs. So we got to figure out how to be able to live at a much less cost factor. And so what you're talking about doing sure makes a lot of sense okay because you're basically talking about getting off the grid okay is that what that's doing it's getting off the grid during the times in which you need to be off the grid and don't look at them so much as a solar power it all they're doing is charging the batteries that you might have available whether it's a power a modest power wall or your okay. electric vehicle so the batteries is what's going to provide you energy. Is that it? Well, it's ostensibly for an extended okay. period of time. Uh, the yeah. sun will not be shining. And right. you need to preserve uh, during those hours. Uh, okay, so when the sun is shining and the, this, 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 this operation is operating, it's charging up the batteries that you'd be able to lose use in the in, in times when there is no sun or when exactly. your electric lines are down or your storm or whatever right and when your batteries are charged you're still generating yeah. and if you are on grid you can put the, the the these batteries back on grid and because it's what's called dispatchable to okay. it itself and there's where you can make demand response uh, monies Oh, I love that. But, but now when you're using the batteries, uh, you're not paying anybody for that, right? Nope. Okay. Nope. See, uh, that's you own it. You, this, nobody... is, yeah. this is this is marvelous, man. Uh, you know, I, I really think that it's, it's, it's our time. People like us who have been out here beating the path, you know, to find ways to be able to succeed in life without having to turn your life over to uh, uh, the federal government to provide everything for you. And the companies, you know, they in business to make money. We got to understand that. Come on, man. And we got to quit trying to run around and beg them to stop charging you. They in business to make money. That's what they right. do. Make okay? your money. Yes. That's what they do. I mean, well, everybody, I mean, that's what the, we live in a capitalistic society. Okay, I mean, you know, so we have to adjust people, help people adjust to understanding how to survive in these times. And what you and I sitting here, what I'm sitting here listening to you and Jennifer talk about is just unbelievable as far as painting a picture of independence, of individ becoming individually responsible for your life, your family's life, and your family's family's life. I mean, that's just marvelous, man. I can't say that. I can't find another word to say it. Well, it's it's also self-rescue because okay. the, the power companies or this utility uh, is not shutting down their coal plants and, in fact, calling for more fossil fuels to be burnt. Yes. It's more like an enterprise of extinction. Yeah. And living near the power plants it's uh, actually an enterprise of extermination right because you're taking the, the a sacrifice zone you, you're yes involved. but you know the thing that it got me into the environmental movement was david Corton. 
And that what he did in his book, The Great Turning, right from the start, was talk about peak oil. See, we don't talk about that. All that crap that's going on with them coal-fired plants is going to come to an end because we're going to run out of coal. I mean, you know, coal doesn't come back overnight. It takes 350 million years for coal to form. So we're saying that there has to be something. We don't have to worry about it. It won't be none. The, 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 the reason we have in the circumstances we're going through, whoever has control over the last bit of oil that's left up under the ground, or be the ones that have power over everybody else. What we're saying is the day is coming. Maybe not in my lifetime. Maybe not in my kids' lifetime. Maybe not in my kids' kids' lifetime. But in time, we're going to reach a point where we're going to have to have an alternative form of creating energy. And see, what you're doing is, and what I'm doing is finding ways to introduce people to things they can do. Exactly. They can do. You know, to 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 start teaching the future generation that makes that commonplace. I mean, what you're talking about could be commonplace for them. They could grow up seeing that as a way of life. You can do this now, or you can choose to have a new bedroom or a living room suite. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think an energy secure power supply would be more desirable. Right. You can use these on carports, sheds, pergolas, and so forth as well, and stay I, on the side. Yeah. So, uh, to answer to the question the gentleman had, uh, the caller had uh, a lot. A lot of what we see when we we go through uh, low income neighborhoods is they don't have good roofs. They 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 right. got right. roofs, and what can't trying to do is to have a way that uh that they could either put it on a backyard or on a, on a pergola like you said uh, some kind of other alternative way that they wouldn't have to necessarily put on a new roof because new roofs are expensive right right that costs a lot of money uh right. so that's what yeah, that, that was that's a whole the yeah, but that's the same problem we got with uh, rooftop solar and also rooftop gardens. Uh, the, the thing that's preventing that from being a factor here is you putting that extra weight on your roof, you know, and you and they can't they can't handle it. I mean, you know, there's certain things. There's also the the, the when your roof is facing, what is it, the north? They can't do it. They has to be facing a certain way. In my learning the industry, those were things that I actually saw people have to be have to go through. You know, uh, I was trying to deal with Joe Jennings and his farm to get him some solar panels. He was excited about wanting to do it. But when they came out to look at his house, his roof wasn't strong enough to hold him. You know, so those were real issues. A reputable uh, solar person will tell you that uh, you shouldn't have too old of a roof. Uh, Right. They don't. More than five, ten years old. Uh, right. They're, they're concerned that 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 roof is not in the condition it needs to be. It needs so. to be. That, that's why this is an alternative, and you know that's a word that we don't use a lot. Yes, you got mainstream, but this is an alternative. Ve- electric vehicles are scaring a lot of folks in your low-income communities because they're saying General Motors said they're not going to make no more gasoline engines after uh, twenty thirty. Well, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know this is 2023. That's seven years. You know, does that mean that in seven years I'm going to have to get my kids raised? I'm going to have to pay for where we're living and then also figure out a way to buy me a a $50,000 electric vehicle because that's all they're going to have. And I got a friend who is from California that's living in Dallas, and he's just totally tripped out. Uh, uh, because he's going to take him dang near a week to get home because they only go 200 miles, you know, on a full charge. Then you got to find a way on the road to get it charged. It's just creating a mindset within people that's very stressful. One of those stressful circumstances that's affecting people in your what would be considered your your low middle class and low middle class neighborhoods who have retired from jobs, don't have they have a set income now, you know, all of that is on us. So when coming around talking like we are on this show, uh, 
is like giving them something to see other than I'm getting screwed, you know, because that's yeah. what's happening with people. Yeah, we, exactly. and we can talk about uh, uh, electric vehicles on our next segment if you'd like. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Drive electric. We, uh, I encourage people to attend that, and that's good. Oh, well, well I was going to tell you, I know our time is running out, that most of these subjects that we've talked about, I want to have you back on and as we go forward. I can't say it won't be back to back and stuff where we'll just have a, a, a topic of just one thing. I want that get a check from somebody to be a show by itself, you know, so that you can do that. All right. Well, it's time for us to go. Thank you for all. Do you want to give a number for people to get in touch with you? 316. No, no, no. Give the the, the email. Email, okay. It's all one word, lowercase, Hark Glider, H-A-R-K-G-L-I-D-E-R. That's my old Air Force handle. Okay. Uh, at yahoo.com, harkglider okay. at yahoo.com. We'll, we'll, and we'll put it on the website, so if they'll see it, they'll know who you are. Thank you so much, Bob. Love you both. We'll, we'll talk to you again. Take care. My name is Darnell. At the end of our hour, here's some environmental news for the week of July 31st, 2023. Democracy Now! reports, new climate data shows July had global temperatures rising to 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit above pre-industrial levels. UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez said the era of global warming has ended. The era of global boiling has arrived. The air is unbreathable, the heat is unbearable, and the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable. The UN's warning came as hundreds of wildfires fueled by record heat continued to burn out of control around the Mediterranean. There was a typhoon in China and the storms lashed southern Taiwan after battering the northern Philippines where it killed at least 39 people. In Canada, Nova Scotia was deluged in less than 24 hours with the amount of rain it typically gets in three months. Here in the U.S., over 170 million people have been under extreme heat alerts as sweltering temperatures spread across the country. A wildfire in Washington state grew to nearly 52,000 acres. Worldwide ocean temperatures and ice melt reached record highs. President Biden announced a series of measures to tackle the impact of extreme heat, but Biden made no mention of the fossil fuel industry's role in the climate crisis and continued to ignore calls from climate activists and scientists to declare a climate emergency. This month's record-shattering global heat wave would not have been possible without the continuing buildup of greenhouse gases in the Earth's atmosphere due to human activity. Scientists at World Weather Attribution say high levels of carbon dioxide and other gases help drive temperatures by as much as four and a half degrees Fahrenheit above pre-industrial levels. The researchers warn that the past 20 days have likely been the hottest such stretch in more than 100,000 years. In more climate news, the U.S. Supreme Court has cleared the way for construction of the contested Mountain Valley Pipeline to resume. The court lifted a halt on a section of pipeline that had been issued by a lower court earlier after a challenge by environmental groups. In Sweden, climate activist Greta Thunberg was arrested as she joined a nonviolent civil disobedient protest outside an oil terminal. Thunberg's arrest came just hours after she was fined for disobeying police during a protest at the same oil terminal in June. Thunberg called her repeated protests an act of self-defense against a rapidly worsening climate catastrophe. Washington Post reports... The Defense Department called Afghanistan the Saudi Arabia of lithium in 2010, and the U.S. Geological Services said the nation could be considered as the world's recognized future principal source of lithium. Afghanistan is ramping up lithium extraction efforts in a move that will likely benefit Chinese companies and further China's dominance over the electric vehicle value chain. Inside Climate News reports, 
the U.S. Department of Energy announced that it will grant a $9.2 billion loan to a joint venture between Ford and a Korean battery manufacturer. The loan will be used to construct three electric vehicle manufacturing plants in Tennessee and Kentucky. Climate change is sparking a litigation boom across the globe, and nearly 70% of the cases has been in U.S. courts. Those suits are primarily aimed at holding governments accountable to their climate commitments, challenging governmental action or inaction with regards to admissions and establishing liability primarily of fossil fuel companies for harm caused by the effect of climate change. The Intergovernmental Panel of Climate Change, IPCC, said in its sixth assessment of climate change that litigation has created new risks for financial investment in fossil fuel companies. Notable U.S. climate cases captured in the report are two youth-led lawsuits, Juliana versus United States and Held versus State. They are pending in federal court and Montana state court, respectively. In Juliana, the plaintiff alleged that the U.S. government violated the youth's constitutional rights to life, liberty, and property by failing to control greenhouse gas emissions. In Held, the plaintiffs are asking the court to recognize a human right to a stable climate and to force the Montana state government to enact a plan to reduce climate warming emissions. Following the United States, the jurisdictions with the largest number of pending climate change cases are the European Union, Australia, United Kingdom, Germany, Canada, and Brazil. Meanwhile, the report lists only two cases out of China, the world's top greenhouse gas emitter by far, though its per capita emissions are ranked much lower. The Sustainability Action Newsletter reports, the top three greenhouse gas emitter, China, United States, and India, contribute 42.6 total emissions, while the bottom 100 countries only account for 2.9%. The energy sector of electricity, buildings, transportation, manufacturing, and construction is the largest contributor representing 76% of global emissions in 2019. The United States Pentagon is the single largest institutional polluter on the planet, and estimates show that the U.S. war machine pumps more greenhouse gases than 140 whole countries. The Rocky Mountain Institute says that real estate investment trust in America controls 38.5 billion square feet of rooftop on commercial buildings, parking lots, and garages that are suitable for solar panels. If fully utilized, they could generate 25% of all electricity used in commercial buildings in the United States. Amtrak expansion plan proposes service improvement to existing routes and the addition of entirely new routes. If the vision is fully realized, it would bring passenger rail to almost every major city in the U.S. in 15 years. The Washington State Legislature has signed off on an allocation of $150 million to a high-speed rail connection between Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia. EcoWatch reports the European Union has passed a new law to add more fast charging stations and alternative fuel stations. The new regulations will require fast charging stations to be installed every 40 miles along highways by the end of 2025. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. Please tune in again next week or listen to our podcast at any time. Thank you for listening to Eco Radio KC on KKFI 90.1 FM, Kansas City Community Radio. Eco Radio is brought to you each week by a team of collaborators, including me, Craig Lugo, Terry Wilking, Brent Rysdale, Bob Grove, and Dave Mitchell. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests and not of KKFI and or the Midcoast Media Project. 
You can find our calendar and a podcast of each show on Eco Radio KC's Facebook page, as well as on our show page at kkfi.org. This is Richard Mabian, and you can send inquiries and comments to our email at kkfi.org forward slash contact or message us on our Facebook page. Up next is Fiesta Musicale, followed by Noche Magica. Our outro music is Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Ooh.